welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com, home of Rock Strikes 10, of course, the flagship, the wrestling house show, and of course, the Synaptic Podcast. All great things you need to check out. And also, you might be hearing me on the iTunes feed, where you can subscribe to this show, as well as all the other shows I mentioned. Please do all of that. I'd really appreciate it. And, of course, leave your reviews on there as well on the iTunes page. Well, what can I say? It's been uh, about a week and change since I posted up the Dick Wagner interview. Very proud of that episode. Definitely a highlight for me so far, and I want more. I want more interviews, so here's to more down the road. Uh, But speaking of down the road... This is the time now. We're going to pay tribute to those who have left us this year so far. I know I said it when I did uh, some of those at the end of the year last year that once there were 10, I would do a show, just bank it, get it out there. And then a little over 20 snuck up on me within the course of the first quarter of the year. So this is actually going to be part one of two this week. So we're going to get these done. And also that way we can pay the proper tribute to these people that have passed on. So I'm going to do my absolute very best not to make this a complete bummer of a show. I don't want to bring everybody down. Uh, You know, hopefully more on the positive tip and pay tribute to some good people who made some great music that enriched our lives. And that's really what it's all about. So here you go. First song out. First major death that I noticed. You know, I I know Patty Page died like at the beginning of the year, but you know what? Sorry, Patty. Uh, All due respect, you're don't quite fit into me actually wanting to legit play on the show, but, you know, I still feel bad. Uh, but on January 19th, Steve Knight, and, uh, you know, like a lot of instances you'll hear on these particular episodes, you may not know these names off the bat, but they were still important people in the music business, at least in my opinion as well. So Steve Knight, he was actually the original keyboardist for Mount. And I'm a huge Mountain fan, love Mountain. Those first two records especially are just solid pieces of rock. You need to own those first two records, Climbing and Nantucket Sleigh Ride. So I remember when I played Mountain really early on in the show's history, I played something off the first album. So let's check something out here from the second album by Mountain, which, of course, you know, shines a nice light on Steve Knight's playing there. So here you go. This is Mountain with Nantucket Sleigh Ride to Owen Cobb.
All right, there you go. That was Mountain with a title track from their sophomore album, Nantucket Sleigh Ride, which came out in 1971. That was only a good, uh, oh, you know, uh, 42 years ago. Wow, that's pretty crazy. But still sounds great, and that was in tribute to Steve Knight, their long, their organ player on all those great records, uh, who died of Parkinson's disease. And, uh, you know, Mountain did play on the original Woodstock, and found out that Steve Knight actually grew up in Woodstock. That's where his family lived, and that's where he was raised. And after he quit the music business for the most part, he actually got elected in the late 90s to the Woodstock Town Board. So that that's pretty cool, you know, a little full circle there. And uh, he even got re-elected to the board, so, you know, apparently he was doing a pretty good job. So, there you go. Rest in peace, Steve Knight. Moving on to the next thing we got here, and... It's it's one of those genres that definitely pops up a lot when I do these shows, is some classic soul. So let's get into some classic soul, R&B, uh, soul pop, whatever you want to call it. Big song here, uh, but we're paying tribute to a songwriter and producer, a uh, man by the name of Gregory Carroll. Yeah, so Gregory Carroll, he was in a couple of early doo-wop groups, uh, the Orioles, Four Buddies, you know, he was in those bands, but... Really, the big thing was that he co-wrote and produced uh, the the big, huge song by Doris Troy in 1963 called Just One Look. And this is a great song. If you've never heard the, I mean, you've you ha- you bound to have heard this song somewhere down the road, whether it's on Oldies Radio or in a commercial or something like that. I think it was in a commercial a few years ago, but it's a great song. It's really cool. Puts me in a good mood. So here you go. Paying tribute to Gregory Carroll, who we co-wrote this song. This is Doris Troy with Just One Look.
Alright, there you go. That was Just One Look by Doris Troy. Uh, like I said, in tribute to Gregory Carroll, who co-wrote the song and produced it as well. And it's one of those instances where uh, he shopped that single around and it actually got rejected by quite a few labels until Jerry Wexler, you know, heard the song and said, I gotta have this on Atlantic Records, so I don't know how you don't hear that song and not think it's not a hit. I mean, it's crazy. But good on you, Jerry, for having the balls to put it out. And great song, great song, of course. Actually, I found out that the cover version by the Hollies was actually a bigger hit in the UK than the original one was over there, which is funny because it seems like the UK seems to embrace our American soul a lot better than we do. We need to get a little better with that, but there you go. I got that song off of the compilation called Solid Gold Soul 1963. Uh, feel free to look for that anywhere you'd like, uh, but just, you know, especially with a lot of the uh, classic soul songs, always be careful. Make sure you buy the original and support that one. Anyway, moving on here. Next song I got here, we're going to pay a tribute to a great guitar player uh, from the world of soul and funk, and I'm a big 70s guy, so I like me some Ohio players, and sadly, on January 26th, the great Leroy Sugarfoot Bonner passed away left behind an amazing catalog of music. He's, I believe he is on like every Ohio player's record, so you've heard him play, that's for damn sure, but uh, this gives me a chance to play one of my all-time favorite songs by the Ohio players. So here you go, this is for Leroy. This is FOP. <laughs>
Alright, that was the Ohio Players with Fop off of one of their bigger albums of all time from the album Honey from 1975. Of course, it has the monster single Love Roller Coaster on there, but uh, it's a great album. Anything 70s by the Ohio Players is definitely worth getting. Essential funk, that's, that's for damn sure. And Leroy was a big part of that sound. His guitar, and of course, he had a lot of lead vocals with the group too as well, so... Yeah, that's that. That's a big, big loss right there, which uh, it really wasn't widely reported either. So that really bummed me out. But uh, like a, a lot of these deaths, that's kind of the order of the day. But uh, you know, at least fortunately, this next gentleman did get uh, a decent amount of press when he passed on in February fourth. Talking about Reg Presley, lead singer of the Trogs. Uh, I like that uh, I read a lot of the obituaries when he passed away a couple of months ago, and they even said things like, oh, you know, Reg, he didn't really give in to all of the, uh, you know, excess of rock and roll and, and didn't live any uh, any of the stereotypical lifestyle of a rock star. I'm sitting there going, his uh, wife was like 30 years younger than him. <laughs> How rock and roll is that? Come on. So it's not like the guy was a total saint, so give it up for Reg. <laughs> But uh, anyway, of course, I'm not going to go terribly obvious. Everybody knows Wild Thing. Wild Thing, an iconic song. Definitely one of those songs that deserves to be shot up in space and, you know, put in the time capsule and things such as that. No denying that at all. And even Love is All Around, big song, you know. But I got to say, my personal favorite song by the Trogs has got to be this song here. So check it out. This is I Can't Control Myself. Take it away, Reg. Oh, no! I can't stand still cause you've got me going. Your slacks are low and your hips are showing.
favorite words of all time, the troglodytes. But that was the Trogs with I Can't Control Myself, my favorite song by the Trogs. And it actually came out as a single the same year that Wild Thing did. And I don't know if it's because of Wild Thing or not, but U.S. really dropped the ball on that one because it was a hit. It was was top five everywhere in the world except for the U.S. who kept it like around at number 43. How awful is that? Uh, what a great scream on that track by Reg Presley. Uh, so, yes, you'll be very missed, my friend. Uh, just, uh, just, a, just a big loss, but yeah. Uh, cancer, what can you say? Cancer is just the worst. It really is just one of the worst things ever happened in this world, that's for sure. All right, let's move on. Let's try to stay positive. Uh, a week after Reg died, another great British... Uh, rock and roll staple here. Rick Huxley, who was a member of the DC Five, the Dave Clark Five, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Dave Clark Five, so really it was just a matter of just let's throw one up in the air and pick it, and that's what I'm playing. And uh, since he was the bass player of the Dave Clark Five, I think he comes off really strong on this track. So here you go, turn it up for some DC Five. Let's keep that loud British rock and roll going. This is All Night Long.
Alright, there you go. For Rick Huxley, the bass player of the Dave Clark Five. That was all night long from 1966. Was the B-side for Try Too Hard. So there you go. Their B-side's just as good as their A-side's, in my opinion. Dave Clark Five is still, despite the fact that they're Rock and Roll Hall of Famers now and everything, I think still very few people know this band, but they really should. They were the the, the hard rock, almost proto, not not metal, but you know, it's very like a hard rock Beatles. So you really should give that band a chance. They're they're amazing. They're awesome. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that over here in the United States, we're, we're not very quick to embrace our classic soul heritage that we have in this country. And no more obvious than the fact that we had two members of the Temptations die this year so far. And th- did anybody hear about that? You know, I sure didn't when it, when it happened. Uh, I had to find out when I was digging around for this show. But yeah... You know, and people say, oh, well, they weren't original members. But you know what? It's not like the group stunk when they were there. Uh, because uh, Damon Harris and Richard Street, both Latter-day members of the Temptations, back in the early 70s, uh, they sang on some really cool songs. Some of my favorite songs that that band ever did, actually. You know, a matter of fact, the, the, the more uh, heavy-handed and, uh, you know, stylistically and uh, more social commentary based the temptations got the more i actually liked them so i'm a real big fan of the era that damon harris and richard street were a part of so i think it's very valid and uh you know of course both guys sang on the massive number one papa was a rolling stone big song in 1972 uh but i'm gonna go ahead especially uh, damon harris really shines on this track because i mean basically he was hired because he could basically sound just like Eddie Kendricks. He did a great job in that band. So here you go for Damon Harris and Richard Street. This is The Temptations with Superstar. Remember how you got where you are.
you go. A great song from 1971. That was The Temptations with Superstar. Remember how you got where you are. And uh, like I said, that was for Damon Harris and Richard Street. Damon died on February 18th of this year at the age of 62. He was very young when he joined The Temptations. Everybody else was about a decade older than him, so he was kind of the baby of the group. But very important member, like I said. And Richard Street died on February 27th at the age of 70. So there you go. Very, very missed in my opinion. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's just a shame that we just we don't seem to care in this country as much. But, uh, you know, there were probably better obituaries for him in, in, in England. I, I, I guarantee you that's the case. But anyway, all right. Try to be positive. Goodness. And weirdly enough, we had that little twofer there for two different individuals that passed on this year. Found the same thing for this next track. I mean, granted, when I was looking around, I was like, oh, wow, there's a tie-in. So, you know, of course, if there's a tie-in, you got to go with it. Uh, it's good for time, and it's really cool that, you know, we can find these particular things in spite of the, the, the tragicness of death. What am I saying? I don't know. But, uh, you know, I always like to kind of pay tribute to the unsung heroes a lot when I do these shows. I mean, of course, if somebody big dies, we're going to talk about them. But I try to dig a little deeper, find those behind-the-scenes people that may have made a difference. But, uh, you know, I saw that one of the members of the Staples sisters had died, uh, Cleotha Staples. And uh, she died on February 21st. Uh, but exactly a week before that, a songwriter uh, by the name of George Jackson also died on February 14th. Now, why is that relevant to each other? Well, George actually wrote a single for the Staples Sisters. So that's how I'm going to do it. Let's pay tribute to both people right here. This is the Staples Sisters with a really cool, obscure track you may not have heard. This is Unlock Your Mind.
the Staples Singers. I believe I called them the Staples Sisters right there just before the song, and I kept doing it, but whatever. I'm not perfect, uh, but I, I do really like that band a lot, and that was Unlock Your Mind from 1978, and not a huge hit, man. I mean, like, you know, top 20 US R&B, sure. Uh, I thought they only had one number one, and that was I'll Take You There. If they had another, I would guess it would have been Respect Yourself, but it turns out their other number one hit that crossed over to pop and R&B was a song called Let's Do It Again. I See, I didn't know that. Do a little extra research there. But uh, I really like the Staples Singers. They're a lot of fun to listen to. And uh, just kind of dumb luck that I found out that George Jackson wrote that song, Unlock Your Mind. But it, definitely a very cool song, worth digging up. And uh, like I said, that song made it to number 16 on the U.S. R&B charts. Nowhere else, though. But, uh, you know really cool song and I think I heard a little bit of I think Rick James might have lifted some of that uh, you know some of the music under there for some of those like Mary Jane Girl songs or something but it really does sound like it but uh, I'll have to look into that a little bit more that's what it sounded like to me at least or it's very very derivative anyway moving on to the next song here it's like the next two they, they tie in pretty decently with each other sort of like the two before them and the two before that so it's kind of weird and I'm going in order of of when these people passed on, so it's kind of weird how that, that kind of happens, like a double shot of like styles. It's very weird, but anyway. Uh, on February 25th, a, a guitar player by the name of Dan Toller passed away, and he was a member of the Allman Brothers Band, not the original big, you know, famous version of the, the, the Almonds, the ones that did, you know, live at the Fillmore, but he came in just after that, uh, he came in during that late 70s era, basically the reunion, uh, the first reunion the band ever had in 1979. He was the guitar player that joined up, and he was brand new and everything, but they actually managed to pull out a few hits off this record, so that's pretty cool. And, and you know, I like me some Almond Brothers. I like my Almonds a lot more than I like my Skinner. So here you go, and, you know, of course, this one I just kind of jumped out at me just because they always say this when you die, but can't take it with you.
there you go. That was the Almond Brothers Band from 1979. Hey, there you go. The year I was born. And that was Can't Take It With You. That was from their 1979 comeback album, Enlightened Rogues, and featuring guitarist Dan Toller on there, sounding so good. Really great track there. That's an original song written by Dickie Betts, but so much soul in there. I think that's why I'm a bigger Almond fan because they just have so much great soul in it. You can tell they really mean it. A lot of blues, a lot of soul, and uh, that tied in better to the last two songs than I would have originally thought as well. So, all right. Uh, Next song here, we got two more to go. The show's going by fast for me here, but uh, on March 6th, speaking of great guitar players, uh, one of the most respected guitar players of uh, the, the 60s into the 70s era, Alvin Lee, uh, of course, you know him best from the band 10 Years After, and that's how I know him a lot as well. Uh, some of his solo stuff is really cool, but I wanted to play this song, you know, in memory of him. It was actually the first song on that record, that very famous record by 10 Years After. So here you go, in memory of Alvin Lee. This is 10 Years After with One of These Days.
I just had to play that one for him because that is some ridiculous guitar work going on there. Great tone, great everything on there. That was 10 years after with One of These Days, which was the lead-off song from, uh, I guess, their biggest album, uh, Space and Time, which has their biggest hit, I'd Love to Change the World, on there. Of course, everybody knows that song, but that's the one that really gets me right there. So uh, Weird. Alvin, he died of, they called it an unforeseen complication following a routine surgical procedure. So that's just, it's just one of those things that's so eye-opening. Because, you know, you, you hear that every now and then, and that's why people sign waivers, you know. Cause it's like, you're, no matter what kind of surgery you have, you're rolling the dice a little bit. Because they're in there playing around with your system, and uh, who knows what's going to happen. You, know? like you hear about blood clots and muscle things going wrong, you know, a lot, you know, not a lot, but, you know, it happened. It's just, you know, staph infections, things like that. It's just, it's really scary to think about. I, I really try not to, but uh, there you go. But Alvin, age 68, died on March the 6th. Rest in peace, my friend. What a great guitar player you were. That's for damn sure. So uh, maybe, hopefully he'll be a little overrated in death because I don't think he really ever got his due while he was around. So I remember uh, seeing an interview I don't remember who said, uh, maybe someone repeated this, but I saw that Slash had said that he was the first guitar player that he really took notice of, that played in the heavier style that he really responded to. So, there you go. That's definitely uh, so very influential there, Mr. Alvin Lee. Uh, moving on, we got one more to do here. Another band, a lot like 10 years after, that started off in the late 60s and started going all through the 70s, uh, very much known as a 70s band. I'm talking about a band called Yes. One of their founding members, a gentleman by the name of Peter Banks, he died actually the day after Alvin Lee did, on March 7th of this year. Uh, founding, original member, guitar player for Yes. And uh, those early Yes albums are really cool. I really like them a lot. So, uh, you know, this one was kind of easy for me. One of, one of the highlights, I think, of the early era. Yes. Here you go. For Peter Banks, this is Survival. <laughs>
sunshine is creeping in, and somewhere in a field a life begins. An egg too proud to rape, the beginning of the shape of things to come. Let's start the run. Life has begun. Life has begun. The mother flew too late, and life within the
For guitarist Peter Banks, that was Yes. From the album Yes, that was Survival. That was the closing track off of their debut album in 1969. And only fitting that it's the closer for today's episode. So I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today. Uh, go to cnjradio.com. And you'll see all the links there, the iTunes feed. Share that with your friends, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And of course, cnjradio.com, home of Rock Strikes 10, the Wrestling House Show, and the Synaptic, and many more things to come. Stay tuned. And stay tuned for part two of this themed episode of the ones we lost this year, so far in the year 2013. Part two is coming up pretty soon, a couple of days. So join me on there. Hope you enjoy it, and let me know what you think of this show. Of course, email me, joey at cnjradio.com. Thanks a lot, and have fun. Yeah.